Ever wonder why luxury hotel mattresses are so dreamy? It's because those hybrid mattresses combine both comfort and support to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. With Dream Cloud, you can get a luxury mattress made with premium materials at half the price of traditional hybrid mattresses. Dream Cloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive springs. Comfortable sleep is about more than just the mattress you sleep on. And that's why every Dream Cloud also comes with $399 in accessories. Plus get $200 off a 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today.
Welcome to Gay Mass, everybody. Thanks for joining me tonight. That is Madonna with I Love New York. Great song. Love that song. And I do love New York. You know, I think it's an incredible city. It's my all-time favorite city. If I could live anywhere in the world, it would be New York City. But, and of course, I could live anywhere in the world. But I mean, if I could live anywhere in the world and maintain the level of um, standard of living that I have in Dallas, then I would live in New York City. Of course, living there, actually, I'm torn between New York and San Francisco. I love both cities a lot. But the fact that San Francisco is like the gayest city in the world makes me not want to go there because I don't want to be a total cliche. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the only reason I wouldn't want to live there. <clears throat> but it's a beautiful city, beautiful city. And um, um, it's uh, got a great amount of... Um, it's extremely expensive, though. Um, actually, my husband and I were talking about it the other day about how much I'd love to live in, in San Francisco. He's never been there, but um, I've been there several times and went to school there for as well. Um, and I also know that it's it's incredibly expensive to live there. It's like to live there. I looked up on online to the same house I have here. There would cost me um, the same. What I mean is the same number of square footage and the same type type of lot and you know that kind of thing would cost me um, about two million dollars there in San Francisco. You can get and for like a, a studio, it's six six hundred sixty five thousand dollars for a studio. Here in Dallas, you can get you know space like I have or or more or whatever for the, for, for that price. It's so it's really, it's, it's prohibitive, but, um, but in New York's the same way. New York's not as bad, actually. New York's cheaper, believe it or not, than San Francisco because there's more space in New York than there is in uh, San Francisco. But regardless, either way, it's, uh, would be difficult. <laughs> I, and I'm somebody who likes space. You know, I grew up in Texas where there's a ton of, space everywhere and there's tons of there's tons of pasture and tons of land and the houses are big the land is big so um it's just part of my um dna <laughs> to want lots of space and that's you know being cooped up in a little tiny studio apartment for the same price i could live here in analysis which just doesn't make sense to me so that's why i don't live in new york city <clears throat> although of course new york has many things that dallas doesn't have never will be first of all it's Generally, I mean, there are plenty of bigots there as well, but generally it's far more liberal-minded, much more educated people, uh, and therefore less homophobic and less bigoted and less racist, etc. I'm not saying they don't exist. They do, and they exist in droves there as well. But in, in, you know, generally speaking, the overall group think, I should say, is far more liberal-minded in New York City, and that's why I love it. And plus, of course, you've got Broadway there. You have... um, the city itself is an entity of its own. And, you know, people always say this, like when you, you, you're in New York city, there's an energy about it that is, doesn't really exist anywhere else. And it's very, so very true. It's just something unique to, to New York city that is very New York. It's just an energy about it that you can't really replicate elsewhere. Although people continue to try. And, um, New York is the place people go to, to make their dreams happen. The place people go to, to make, um, make a name for themselves, you know, <laughs> um, in various industries, especially, of course, in the entertainment industry, uh, music, Broadway, you know, theater, whatever, um, publishing, writing, whatever. I mean, advertising, I mean, fashion, <laughs> it's, it's the epicenter of the world. And it is the, in my opinion, in terms of the heart, it's the capital of the, the country uh, in terms of the city that holds our heart. Of course, our capital is Washington, D.C. for political reasons. Um, but for 
where you want to go for the latest, the greatest, the best. It's New York City. So as you can see, I have a love affair with the city. I love it. I've been there a million times. I go back quite often. I haven't been back in a couple of years now, actually. But um, actually, the last time I there was there, I think, was for my uh, when I got married. Because we went, uh, we got married in Connecticut, and we went to uh, to visit New York um, with my mother, my best friend, and, and, and Michael and myself um, the day before we got married. So um, I think that's the last time I was there. It's been a while. I need to go back, actually. So anyway, tonight we're talking about on Gay Mass the latest, the greatest in gay news. And now one of the things that happened, you know, of course, tonight was a Super Bowl <laughs> embarrassment for the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, they didn't score. I don't think they ever scored anything. I know last time I heard they didn't score, they hadn't scored anything. I don't know. I need to look up, look it up and see the final score. But, um, but I think that, I don't think they ever scored anything. I think the entire thing, they got zero. Oh, they got eight. Okay. So it ended up 43 to eight, 43 for the Seahawks. Eight for the Broncos. Um, and in the third quarter, it was they still had hardly anything. So it was ridiculous. They finally scored in the third quarter, but hardly had anything. So it's embarrassing. Um, but anyway, the reason I mention is because, you know, I'm not a huge football fan, obviously. I, I only watch football if the Dallas Cowboys are playing. And since they haven't been to the Super Bowl in quite a long time, I haven't watched it in a long time. And of course, I watched it when Madonna was performing, I think it was last year or the year before. It was last year, I think, that she performed. Of course, I watched it for that in the halftime show um, because I'm a gay guy. But, you know, um, I'm not that much into football, generally speaking, unless the Cowboys are playing. If the Cowboys are playing at the Super Bowl, I will watch it and I'll be into it. and I love it. Um, but if they're not playing, I'm not really interested. I have to really be um, completely... Um, completely ensconced in the, the, the team that's playing. Otherwise I don't really feel, uh, any kind of, um, what's the word, any kind of, um, investment in it. You know, I have to really like the team and have to actually care about what the team's saying or whatever, you know, uh, I mean what the team's doing. I mean, so I really don't care unless it's the, <laughs> unless it's the, uh, unless it's the Cowboys. So that's just, that's just me. That's how I am. Um, and so that's why I don't watch it usually. But anyway, tonight they had, of course, they have always have the great, um, the great uh, uh, commercials they have. And you know, people sometimes just watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials. And one of the commercials was a Coca-Cola commercial. And it was a very um, lovely commercial about America the Beautiful and try, try, trying to essentially convey how we are all one in America. We're, we're all Americans, regardless of where we come from, who we are, gay, straight, whatever. And in the ad, um, which is called It's Beautiful uh, by Coca-Cola, they've got a section in it where two male partners and their daughter go roller, roller skating. And it's the first ad that's ever featured at the Super Bowl that's ever been featured a gay couple. So that was great. And um, but, however, it also featured a lot of people singing "America the Beautiful" in different languages, which is reflected, you know, which reflects our melting pot status or whatever in America. We have a variety of um, races and nationalities and immigrants in this country. We are all immigrants in this country. So anyway, I want to play it for you. It's only a minute long. Um, so you can decide for yourself if you didn't hear it already, if there's anything really, um, you know, negative about this ad and I'll tell you how people have reacted about it. You can't see it, but you can hear it and let me know what you think. Be right back. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. Por tus olas de granos tambas. 
So you can see it's a harmless commercial and, and the images are beautiful all about America and our, you know, people all around the country and the Grand Canyon and things like that. It's just really, it's a really sweet commercial. However, there are people, of course, on Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, up in arms about the fact that they had featured people singing the national anthem in languages other than, um, other than, um, um, English. And it it was a huge, I mean, people were so acting so stupid about it and just like acting so completely wrong about the fact that these people were of different ethnicities and were singing in their national or native tongues, um, to, um, to our national anthem. And so people were saying things like, one guy said, offended, uh, this guy's Angela Blair, uh, at Angela Blair 58, if you want to tweet her, by the way, <laughs> said, she is offended by America the Beautiful as multilingual. Unite the USA under English. Boycott Coke. At cuz underscore 55, Twitter, says, no wonder I am a Pepsi man. Boycott Coke. Emily Severide uh, says, um, thank you. Preach it. I agree. More people say, from the Coca-Cola Facebook page, say, one simply does not sing America the Beautiful in any language but English. Get on board or get out. Maggie Walsh says, no more Coke products for my household. That's a fact, Jack. And Andy Blizzard says Pepsi from now on. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and the last one I'll read is says, Dan Evans says, really, Coke? I live in America. I would like my commercials about American English. Okay, so first of all, I want everyone to realize, especially these morons who said these kinds of things, that there is no official language for America. America does not have an official language. It, it, people have tried for many years to get America, and America to have an official language, which would be English. Um, because that's been the first language that we had here in this country. We want the first language. The first, the first language that the country that was established as America has had anyway. And um, therefore, people think that, that English should be the, the official language. Well, um, one reason that they've, they've failed to do that is because we are made up of so, different, so many different nationalities, etc. So to say that we are only to speak English and in this country, or that's the national language, would say that these other cultures are unfortunately not uh, represented. Um, so it's different if you're French and you, the French, the French, the French should be the national language of France, obviously, because France is where French comes from. <laughs> German should be the national language for Germany. Uh, English should be the national language for England. Uh, Farsi should be the national language, I guess, or whatever language it is. There's so many different languages there, but you know, in, in India or whatever. So in, in Mexican, excuse me, <laughs> Spanish should be the national language of Spain. And in Mexico, the national language, I assume, is, is Spanish. So um, the Latin Spanish. So it makes sense in these countries because these countries' languages arose out of their uh, specific countries, okay? English was an import to America, just like we are all imports to America. English was not the, the native language of America. The native language was that of the Native Americans who were here before us. That And there were very a variety of different languages that they possessed. So to say that America is um, should be English only is ridiculous. Um, we are a country of immigrants. I mean, how many times do I have to say this? But I mean, we are a country of immigrants. All of us are immigrants. It doesn't matter if we have been here for um, 300 plus years, like my family's been here. 
It doesn't matter if you've been here, you came over the day before yesterday from Mexico or Canada or France or wherever. You are all equal. We are all all equal in terms of America because America is made up of immigrants. We all came from England or Germany or France or somewhere in Western Europe or Africa or South America or China or Asia somewhere, Australia, whatever. So it is ridiculous for people to say that we shouldn't speak the national land or sing the national anthem in any language other than English when the national anthem belongs to all of us. It belongs to all of us. It doesn't belong to just the white people or just the European uh, immigrants, people who came from immigrants from Europe, I mean. It belongs to everybody. It belongs to the Mexican immigrants. It belongs to the Canadian immigrants, the French ones, the German ones, then so on and so on and so forth, the Chinese ones, whatever. So it belongs to everyone. And so these people are obviously just bigoted, ignorant buffoons, um, which is typical for this type of thing. When something like this happens, there's always going to be people who speak up about it and make a big brouhaha because they don't want to hear from people like the rest of us. So anyway, whatever. But that's what that was about. And I think I thought it was ridiculous. But the good thing is I've heard anything about anybody up in arms about the gay couple yet, um, which is weird. I'm, I bet a lot of people didn't even notice that it. It was, a, it was a flash in the pan or whatever of the things that they showed. But I mean, it was um, it was definitely in there. Uh, so anyway, that's what's happened with the Super Bowl today in terms of gay news or whatever, especially, and also just bigotry in general. So going to take a quick break, come back, and I'm going to talk more about what's going on in the news as well as what's going on uh, in um, gay world and TV and that kind of thing as well. So by the way, if you want to call in, you can call into the show. The number is 214-377-0481. I think that's right. Uh, or you can call in using Skype uh, by using uh, Skype and call in using the Off Limits show name. And I'll be happy to talk to you if uh, I'll, somebody if you're somebody I want to talk to. Okay, I'll be right back after this. Oh, by the way, this upcoming song is a, is a song that I love, and uh, it's kind of been the kind of mood I've been in lately. Be right back.
smoke in the room Try Bleeding is believing I saw So that was Natalie Imbruglia with Smoke. Um, good song, great album, by the way. That album of hers, Left in the Middle. Uh, so from, from the 90s, of course, because you know I'm a 90s guy. Anyway, um, so what was I going to say? Oh, so there's, um, first of all, you know, people who actually, you never think about it, I guess, because most of us are not going to end up in prison or jail or whatever. But there's a, uh, uh, and here in Texas, we have the Harris County Jail System, um, Huntsville or whatever is the name of the biggest prison. It's the third biggest prison in the nation here in Texas. It's near Houston. It's outside of Houston, but near it. And um, it has um, a great number of inmates, but it has a lot of gay people there as well. Actually, if you've ever seen that movie, um, I Love You, Philip, uh, what's the name? I Love You, Puck. I Love You, Philip Hoffman or whatever the fuck it was called. I Love You... I can't remember what it's called. The one with Jim Carrey and Ethan, um, uh, Ewan McGregor. Anyway, that one, it was a true story. That was, a uh, he was in the Huntsville prison at one point. Anyway, so the thing is, gay people who go to prison a lot of times are not treated, treated the way they should be. They should be separated from the population, in my, my opinion. I think that if I ever went to prison, I would certainly want to be separated from the general population because they're going to take advantage of you and try to fuck you and try to rape you and try to make you do things you don't want to do sexually, probably, especially in prison, and maybe even murder or kill you. So it's it's easier, and that, of course, could happen with any part of the population, but it's far more likely if you're around a bunch of homophobic, um, machismo, self-download-type you know, download type guys uh, in the general population. So I always say gay people should be separated from the general population, whether it's in jail or in prison. Unfortunately, not every part of the country has a law about that. Texas uh, has various laws about it one way or the other. Um, but unfortunately, they don't always separate them and people get killed as a result of it. And there's this one man who's in the Huntsville prison who is transsexual and is it looks like a woman and has been on hormones for 10 years. I mean, he looks just like a woman and sounds like a woman and everything else, but he just still has his genitalia. He hasn't been able to afford the uh, 
the uh, um, surgery yet. And so I don't know what he did or why he's in there. But regardless of whatever he did, he is now in the, uh, or I should probably say she, she is now in there with all of these other men. And um, these men, you know, know she's transgender and that's why she's there. Um, and she's asked many, many times to be transferred, transferred to a different uh, part of the, the jail or to be transferred to, with, to the women's prison, but they refuse to let her do it. I think it's ridiculous. And I think that when you're gay, um, you know, just like if you were, if you were a, uh, usually, typically, not always, typically in prison, from what I've seen, the prison movies and shows and Oz and <laughs> the colors and the uh, oranges, the new black and things like that, uh, they typically separate people. And I think it's partly a lot of times self-separation because people will separate themselves by race because they feel comfortable with people of their same race and protected and that sort of thing. And you kind of are forced to choose, you know, I would be a up shit alley, you know, fuck, I would be up. I don't know what the fuck I would do. I, I certainly couldn't join the black people and I certainly couldn't join the white people because I'm not white enough looking and I'm not black enough looking. So maybe I could just tell them I was Hispanic and they think that would be okay <laughs> or whatever, but I really wouldn't want to fit with them either. So I don't know what the fuck I would do, but I would just be up shit Creek. But anyway, um, generally you're forced to just by, by means of the prison, um, society and the way things work in there, you're forced to be uh, with, aligned with your own race. So um, uh, because of that, what was I going to say? Fuck, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, if you're going to be in prison, you've got to be with your own race. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to be with your own race, um, it's the same thing with gay people. Gay people should be able to be with their own, they're in their own unit as well and have their own part of the prison so that they're, they're safer because they have a special need in this particular situation. And it's not going to protect them to be in the general population, especially if you're men and you're in the general population and you're gay, um, whether you're effeminate or not, it's your target immediately because you're in there and your life is in danger. Now I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who go to prison, who've done some horrible things or whatever, but it doesn't mean I think they should have to suffer unjust punishment either. Their punishment is that they're in prison and their freedoms are taken away. That is their punishment. So I think it's generally punishment enough, depending on what they've done. Um, but uh, to, to, to punish people further and to say, oh, well, they're gay and they're in prison. That's fucking too bad. Well, no, it's not. They they have a right to safety uh, and to be protected, just like everyone else in prison is protected uh, or should be protected. And we all know that there's very little protection, generally speaking. I mean, if you watch enough of these shows and documentaries and things, you know that there's very little protection, really. Uh, from the guards will rape the, each, you know, the guards will rape the people. The guards will um, make deals with people and with for money or for sexual favors or whatever. And this happens in every prison, male, female, you know, whatever, and every unit, gay, straight, whatever. So these types of things. It's not exactly the least corrupt place in the world. And so to expect the prisoner to protect them is just probably a bad idea. So if, if that's the level of expectation we have in prison for gay people already, and they can't at the very least put them in a different part of the prison, fuck them. I would be so fucking pissed. But I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do anything about it, I guess. But I don't know. I think people need to actually probably try to do something about this issue because, honestly, it's completely wrong. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens in the future. I don't know if things are going to change or whatever, but we'll see. Um, also there was a, um, there was a, uh, a gay Finnish swimmer who came out today or yesterday or whatever. 
his name is, I'm going to try to say his name. I don't really know how to say it, but it says Finnish Olympic swimmer Ari Pekka Lukanen, I think that's how you say his name, has come out as gay, saying he wants to talk publicly about his sexual orientation close to the Sochi Olympic Games to help aware, raise awareness of Russia's controversial anti-gay propaganda law. And, you know, I've talked about this on the show before as well, how horrible this, the climate is over there in um, in uh, Russia for gay people right now. And I still think it's wrong. I think it's very wrong that they did not cancel the rush, the Olympic society or whatever the fuck they're called association organization did not cancel um, the, the Olympics once they found out their stance on it. And I'm sure they probably knew their stance before they should never have had it there in the first place or selected them for having it. Now it's an organization that's set to make money as well. And that's what they're about, even though they say they're about other things and about the Olympics and fairness and sports play and blah, blah, blah. But really, honestly, just like anything else, it's a, it's a corporation that wants to make money. And so they're not going to cancel it just because a few gay people, gay people maybe get, may get murdered or something, which is a ridiculous stance, but that's really basically what they're saying and doing. Um, so if you, if you go to a country, I would never in a million years go to a country that had a president that promotes actively, uh, homophobia and anti-gay, um, activities and, and, and gay bashing. He promotes gay bashing as well. The guy is horrible. And, um, to go over there and to perform and to say, I have to live by your laws is one thing because that makes sense to me. But to say, I have to go to a country where my rights are curtailed um, because of who I, who and what I am, something that's unchangeable is just fucking wrong and bullshit. So I hope to God that somebody, whoever goes over there, there's several gay people going over there. Taylor, what's his name? That reporter, Tom Roberts, I think is his name. He's going over there and reporting on this and going to be one of the announcers or something for the Olympics. And um, people have been up in arms about him going over there because saying, you know, he's a traitor, the gay community, blah, blah, blah. Um, but his response, I think, was something like, you know, give me some credit. You know, I have a plan or something like that. Or he's going to still talk out against their their um, homophobia. So that's good. But I still don't think you should go over there in the first place, you know. And then today, you know, it's sad. We heard about the loss of Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was found dead uh, in his apartment in the bathroom. And ultimately it came out that it was uh, – they are pretty sure that it was a result of a um, drug overdose. He was a really great actor. I really liked him a lot. And I really think it's sad that he, you know, had a problem with drugs. He did, obviously. And uh, they said they found him with a needle in his arm. I assume that means it was heroin. Um, so they unfortunately have found, um, they found him dead and he's no longer with us, but he was in a lot of movies. I really liked a lot. He was in, um, um, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley as this, this Freddie miles. <laughs> and he was really good in that. Um, he was good in, um, of course, uh, Truman Capote, the movie Capote, I think was the name of the movie. It was other, it was two of them. I think he was the one No, it wasn't Capote, but he was in the other Truman Capote the other Truman Capote movie. Um, but he was in, um, um, hold on. Sorry. He was in, uh, that as well. And as well as, um, Moneyball, he was in that. He was in the big Lebowski. He was in, um, uh, hunger games. And apparently he had filmed the first part of the hunger games. He only had seven hours left of filming or something like that. They said seven days left or something. Uh, so he's already filmed mocking Jay part one of the hunger games. Uh, but he hasn't filmed the, the final part of it yet. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to affect the film, but I guess we'll see. Uh, he was in Arthur. He was in, um, 
uh, Doubt, that movie when he played the priest uh, the uh, that was molesting kids or whatever. Uh, he was in Mission Impossible. He was in Capote, like I said. Uh, Strangers with Candy. Um, looking at else, he was in Red Dragon, Punch Drunk Love, Almost Famous, Talented Mr. Ripley, like Oh Magnolia. Um, what else? I'm trying to see Twister, Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah, Boogie Nights. He was Scotty J, the guy who had the crush on um, Mark Wahlberg's character. He's actually played a lot of gay characters. And of course, the movie one of, I loved the most and was Flawless. If you've ever seen that movie, he played a drag queen in that movie. And um, um, his counterpart was uh, Robert De Niro. Good movie, really good movie. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a really good movie. You should watch it. Um, it's from 1999, I think. And um, his his neighbor is this really hugely conservative police officer who gets a stroke, has a stroke, and as part of his rehabilitation, um, is singing lessons. And the only one he can afford is 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 this guy, uh, who's his neighbor, who's they're totally opposites, and they hate each other at the beginning, but they turn out to be really good friends. And it's a really good movie, so check it out if you haven't seen Flawless before. All right, going to take one more break, come back and wrap up, and um, be right back after this. One more. I have another uh, Natalie and Brulia song. I was in kind of a kick this week. Be right back. Oh, 
So um, one more thing I want to talk about was I saw this movie called Bear Culture, I think, um, last night. It was really funny. It was cute. Um, and it was about bears and whatever. It was a documentary. It was a movie. But I'd seen documentaries about bears before. If you don't know what a bear is, I'm sure most people listening to the show know what bears are. But they're like um, usually older gay men, and um, they're usually hairy. And like sometimes they're fit, like muscular and really hairy, and sometimes and have beards or whatever. Uh, and sometimes they're not fit at all and obese and they still have lots of hair or whatever and they're bear-like. And then there are cubs who are the younger versions of the bears who are just uh, their younger boyfriends or counterparts. Sometimes they also have beards or whatever. It just depends. But anyway, it was interesting. And um, I, I find it to be, you know, one thing I've always liked about the bear, the bear community is that they were always um, pretty open and welcoming to people. Of course, they have their snooty group as well and they have their uh their cliques and things just like any other group of gay people but you know the gay community we're so diverse we have people who are um the stereotypically gay community who's the ones that are looking at like amber crombie and fitch models or whatever and that's what they aspire to look like and be perfectly thin and boyish looking all the rest of their lives there's the ones who are just very artistic or ones who are more goth-like and um darker and you know uh, in terms of their their clothing and what they wear, edgy, I should say, and there are ones who are just very mainstream, and and others who just wear t-shirts and just are everyday everyday next door kind of guy. Then there's of course the jocks, and of course, like I said, the bears. And I think of all the groups, I think the one that's been the most welcoming to most gay men generally is the bear community because they just kind of accept themselves for who they are, and if you don't like it, fuck you. And so that's one thing I respect about their community is that they are very accepting, generally speaking. Not always, but generally speaking, they're pretty accepting people. 
And that's not something you always find in the gay community as a whole. Um, but I'm not generally attracted to bears, so that's why I'm not part of that community. <laughs> so um, I like, like, you know, the, the guys with beards is fine. And if they're muscular and all that kind of stuff and they're bigger than me, that's fine. But um, I don't like ultra hairy guys. Like guys who have hair on their back, just nothing for me. It's complete turn off for me. Like lots of hair or whatever. Ew. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. Some people think that's hot and that's fine. That's good for you. But not for me. I like smoother... I like smooth backs. The front, the front can be hairy and it's fine if it's trimmed and nice and everything. That's fine. Um, but I do not like hair on people's backs. It's just not attractive or in, on their shoulders or, or their neck or ugh, no, no, thank you. And to me, it just makes them look like Neanderthals or something. And it's not interesting to me at all, but that's just me. That's just my opinion. So <laughs> we're all different. So that's all I have to say tonight. I just wanted to talk about a few things. I'll be back later in the week. I was going to do a tarot card reading, but, um, the person wanted to call in, didn't call in. I think I, I had the show too late for him to call in. So I'll wait till next time and do that. And uh, if you want to check me out, as I've always said, call, go to offlimitshow.com, speaker.com, twitter.com, facebook.com, or uh, go to, um, go to um, iTunes and I'll be in all those places. And of course, iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll see you next time. Good night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 